G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on the latest breaking news as it's happening out of Israel and the Middle East this week. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines afresh. He's back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with Prime Minister Netanyahu accuses the Israeli media of playing left-wing politics on judicial reform. How does this one look? Yeah, he was pretty hot about it. He said the biased media channels are engaging in an unprecedented attack on the government and are intentionally spreading false information about the government's proposed judicial reforms. While the media stroked the former government with gloves of silk, the left-wing media now has everything backwards. People refusing to volunteer for reserve duties are now called heroes. And people who are blocking roads and disrupting the lives of tens of thousands of Israelis, including ambulances, have become freedom fighters, Netanyahu said. While his government was being accused of a coup d'etat, the real coup d'etat was that the Attorney General was making decisions instead of the government, the Prime Minister said. Do you want to know what a coup is? In any reformed and viable democracy, the elected government is the one responsible for the army, the police and law and order. It's anchored in law and common sense, Netanyahu explained. Well, uh, that's one to continue to monitor because there's been all sorts of unrest, hasn't there? Hey, Ron, there's been some bank failures in the US this week and uh, challenges there because one of the headlines you've picked up on, Israel Silicon Valley Bank branch closes. Uh, What's this one about? Yeah, the Israeli branch of the Silicon Valley Bank has closed. Media outlet N12 reported at the weekend with approximately 40 employees stopping work. A handful of employees will stay on for up to 45 days, possibly to help ensure the smooth transfer for the bank should it be sold. Israel's startups face decreased valuation, increased competition for funding and logistical challenges in the coming weeks. We promised to act so that the Israeli economy would be an island of stability and certainty in the turbulent economic waters of the world, and with God's help, we will do so said Israel Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich. Well, there are a lot of things that put us all on edge around the world, whether it's Russia or whether it's China. But in the Middle East, a story here, the Saudi-Iran deal worries Israel and shakes up the Middle East. Uh, Give us some insight here, Ron. This has come as a bolt out of the blue. News of the deal between long-time regional rivals Saudi Arabia and Iran sent shockwaves through the Middle East and dealt a symbolic blow to Prime Minister Netanyahu, who has made the threat posed by Tehran a public diplomacy priority. The breakthrough, a culmination of more than a year of negotiations in Baghdad, 
and more recent talks in China also became ensnared in Israel's internal politics, reflecting the country's divisions at the moment of national turmoil. The agreement which gives Iran and Saudi Arabia two months to reopen their respective embassies and re-establish ties after seven years of rupture more broadly represents one of the most striking shifts in Middle Eastern diplomacy over recent years. In countries like Yemen and Syria, long caught between the Sunni and the Shiite powerhouse, the announcement stirred cautious optimism. In Israel, it caused disappointment. Ron, always jostling at upper levels of government and in bureaucracies, uh, there's one headline says... Saudi Arabia blocks Israel delegation from a UN event. Uh, how does this one look? A group of Israeli Muslims invited to a United Nations tourism event to one of their picturesque mountain village was unexpectedly blocked from attending by Saudi Arabia. According to the report, the Israeli village of Kafar Kama in the Galilee region was among 32 spots chosen by the UN as the best rural tourism destinations of the year. Winners were picked for their cultural and national assets, as well as their commitment to economic, social and environmental sustainability. The UN World Tourism Organization had invited both the villagers and Israeli officials, along with those from 22 countries, to the two-day event in the Saudi village of Alula, starting on Sunday. However, the Israelis were never issued visas, according to people familiar with the matter who were quoted by Bloomberg Media. This is despite an appeal from the UN for equal treatment for member states and the Saudis spending billions to become a major player in the tourism industry. And Ron, let's close with a story which is an interesting one, a Christian contribution here where a Christian Jewish fellowship has donated nine bomb shelters to Tiberias. What's this one about? The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews have placed nine new bomb shelters around Tiberias, doubling the previous amount, strengthening the protection of Israel and her people during emergencies is one of the main missions of the fellowship, said Yale Eckstein, president of IFCJ. We are honoured to contribute to the protection of Israel and its citizens and to assist security forces in creating an effective response for people in public spaces during an emergency situation. These shelters not only provide this protection, but also represent the decades of support and love of our hundreds of thousands of donors around the world in making this happen. Well, Ron, it's certainly unusual for us to think about those things, and we might hope and pray that those bomb shelters never need to be used. But my suspicion might be that lots of people in Israel have a bomb shelter close to their backyard. Hey, Ron, thanks so much for taking some time to scour those headlines and for bringing us an update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.